Recovery Radio, KMP3, Thousand Oaks. Ah, yes. You are listening to the Recovery Radio Podcast on KMP3. I am a member of Alcoholics Anonymous, and I will be your host. Email me at sarcasticbigbook at gmail. Follow me on Instagram at sarcastic.aa.book. Sites. Recovery Radio KMP3.com to get the books go to sarcasticbigbook.com. And as always, I am so glad you're here with me. I don't know if your day is just getting started or it's just winding down or it's somewhere right in the middle, but here we are. You and me, and I am glad for that. desire to drink today. I do have my regular coffee right here with me. Piping hot cup of French roast coffee from Trader Joe's. Mixed with some Don Francisco's Hawaiian hazelnut. It is such a happy accident that I blended these things together. Do quite a bit of camping. I don't camp where there's a lot of bugs. Camping is really I don't know. I'm kind of spoiled where I camp. But um, it's just, it's beautiful. And the weather is pretty amazing. And there's not insects all over the place. And it's, But it's also in like a, you know, you're surrounded by these huge trees. And it's just, it's incredible. And um, one of the smells I have associated with it is Hawaiian hazelnut coffee from Trader Joe's. Back when they used to just call it hazelnut. And, um, yeah, still once in a while, when I'm making the coffee in the morning, I'll, I'll smell, I'll smell it, and I'll be right back there camping. It's been a little while. Time to go again. Anyways. It is Friday, and it means I'm going to read something from a listener. Um, today I'm going to read an email, and I'm going to talk about it. That's going to be the topic of the show. The subject is a question on sponsorship, comma, the mental obsession, comma, and getting back into the work. Dear Clay, thank you so much for your podcast. I have resonated with a lot of your story. I'm sorry. I have resonated a lot with your story, especially with your experience around getting sober at a young age and the persistence of the mental obsession. You provide a very clear and hopeful message that has helped me a lot over the past few months. That makes me happy to hear. 
I got sober back in June 2022 and was sponsored through the big book. I quickly got through one through nine, but things have been a bit dodgy from there. I was rarely doing step 11 because I found that I didn't get much out of it spiritually and the instructions for on awakening basically felt like a to-do list and a nightly review basically just felt like a dry appraisal of my day. Half of which I can usually not remember. I have a terrible memory. I was doing 10 steps, but I wasn't sponsoring anyone. And I was making excuses on the grounds that I was focusing on helping people in a lot of other ways. Inevitably, due to the fact that I have basically been working half a program, the obsession to drink has returned with vengeance. And I am too in myself to really focus on my university work, be helpful, or attend meaningfully to what is in front of me a lot of the time. Oh, man, I relate to that. I remember that so vividly. I'll talk about it in my second ever episode, if you haven't already heard that. I'm obviously very much afraid of relapsing because I have had a visceral step one experience where I found myself at the jumping off point. I relate to that too. Over the last month or so, I've gotten a lot more consistent with steps 10 and 11. And I've realized that I need some advice on about how to proceed. I would go and start trying to find people to sponsor in the hopes of getting out of self but I feel like I don't have much to offer because I have a very inconsistent, shaky, sporadic, spiritual experience relationship with God. I'll talk about that in a minute. And I don't have the 10-step promises or even the 9-step promises because I literally hate myself. I don't want to go out sponsoring people and feel like a fraud because I constantly want to drink and I'm basically an atheist. Part of me thinks this is a step three problem and I should just launch into it with an open mind and drop my reservations. I know that you've basically covered everything I've just mentioned on your podcast, but for some reason I felt compelled to email you about it. Best wishes. And I will keep this person anonymous. So. There's a lot here that I want to talk about from my own experience. I'm very honored anybody writes me and asks me anything. I'm not an expert. I'm not a guru. I'm not. I'm one very grateful, very blessed, sober alcoholic. That's it. I am playing with house money. I'm trying my best to live a life that warrants having been saved. I always were very touched when somebody will reach out and ask me anything. I do not see myself as anything other than the aforementioned. I'm very, very grateful that Anyone would ask me anything. 
So, that is the threshold over which I step before I say anything. So, let's see. <clears throat> Looking at this email, it's a few things that I'm, I don't, I'm not clear on, so I'm just going to mention them and talk about them as if I have information. So the first part is this person says that let's say I was sponsoring a sponsor to the big book. I quickly got through one through nine. I understand what that means. Uh, but things have been dodgy from there. I was rarely doing step 11 because I found I didn't get much out of it spiritually. To me, step 11 is, is constant. To me, step 11, my understanding of what is in that book. It's not even my understanding. It says in the book, we constantly remind ourselves we're no longer running the show. It says as we go through the day, we pause when agitated or doubtful and ask for the right thought or action. It kind of is a guide for how to be moment to moment. And it's basically coming down to this. Seek God. Now. Relax. Don't stress out. Everything you need, you're in possession of right now. It took me a long time to arrive at that belief and experience and knowledge that I am in possession right now of everything I need spiritually. I already have it. I don't need to be somewhere I'm not spiritually. I am holding Right now, what is enough for me to um, have an experience? So that's the first thing that comes to my mind when it says, I was really doing step 11. Because to me, step 11 is one of the spokes that comes back to the hub of the wheel, which is step three. If you were to read... Step 11 in the big book. It is not something that you do one time. It is something that you do. You practice. And you don't stop practicing. The unawakening part of step 11 is... A framework for how I can get out of self. The when we retire at night section of step 11 is like a framework of how I can try to grow. Very basic, very simple stuff. But then it says, like I was saying, you know, we we go through the day. 
And we just kind of go back to step three over and over and over and over. We constantly remind ourselves we're no longer running the show, it says on page 87 and 88. So I'm gonna I'm gonna get to my ultimate thoughts about this inquiry in a second. I'm just going through the whole thing and I'm probably saying a lot of things that the writer of this already knows, but I'm just gonna say everything thinking out loud here. I was doing ten steps, but I wasn't sponsoring anyone. I think I know what you mean by doing 10 steps. It's very um you know, I I don't have the same understanding of what doing a 10 step is as practically everyone I've ever known in AA. I don't read it the same way. I don't where I live 10 steps are is whenever you get frustrated or mad or angry or something, you call somebody and you talk about it with them. But going to page 84. <clears throat> and it's kind of similar to some of the things I was saying about step 11, where it's just one of the spokes that goes back to step three. To me, step 10, might as well say, now live three through nine. Live it. Live those principles. Live it. Practice living everything we've been doing in steps three through nine. On page 84, this thought brings us to step 10, which suggests we continue to take personal inventory and continue to set right any new mistakes as we go along. We vigorously commence this way of life as we clean up the past. We've entered the world of the spirit. Our next function is to grow in understanding and effectiveness. This is not an overnight matter. It should continue for a lifetime. Continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. Talked about it recently. You know, the big book says that resentment is a manifestation of selfishness. Fear is a manifestation of selfishness. Dishonesty in this spirit is selfish. So this list might as well say, continue to watch for self, 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 and self. Get out of self. Continue to watch for where I am in the foreground of my thoughts instead of someone else or God. When these crop up, meaning they're going to crop up, we ask God at once to remove them. We discuss them with someone immediately and make amends quickly if we have harmed anyone. That's one sentence. And what I discovered early on is that the spirit of this and the direction in this big book is to get out of self. And if I'm calling somebody constantly, two things are happening for me. One, I'm probably not applying the tools that have been laid out for me. In step four, when somebody is offending me, when somebody pisses me off, there's a clear-cut set of directions that I'm probably not applying if I'm calling somebody instead. 
there's there's directions when I get afraid that I'm probably not applying. And also, I mean, maybe I am, but I'm just, in my own case, when I was doing this kind of thing, you know, on page 66 in the bottom, um, we realized the people who wronged us were perhaps spiritually sick. We did not like their symptoms. We hated their symptoms. And the way these disturbed us, they, like ourselves, were spiritually sick as well. We asked God to help us. We didn't ask God to help them. We asked God to help us show them the same tolerance, pity, and patience that we would cheerfully grant a sick friend when a person offended. we're going to do from now on is we're going to say this person's spiritually sick just like me how can i be helpful god save me from being angry thy will be done we avoid retaliation or argument we wouldn't treat sick people that way if we do we destroy our chance of being helpful that's not something you can master in a day or in a month or in a year that's something that you start practicing and it continues for a lifetime you get better at knowing what is effective So that's one thing that's probably happening if I'm calling people to do 10 steps is I'm not doing that. I've talked to literally thousands of people about this over the years and continue to on a regular weekly basis. And usually they're not. They're, that's a big piece of it that's missing for me. The most effective part of my entire AA program has been the practice of what I just read. It's helped me more than anything. So the other thing that's probably happening is I am calling somebody and I'm getting more in self. If I called somebody every time I was in self, I would be on the phone all day. I'd be on the phone constantly. I'd be on the phone saying I got afraid again or this person annoyed me and I would be accidentally more in self than, than I already was. And that's what my thought is about that. But I want to keep this simple. I feel like I'm maybe not keeping this as simple as I want to. Maybe I am. I won't judge it. I'll just keep going. Then it says in this email, I was doing 10 steps, but I wasn't sponsoring when I was making excuses on the grounds. I was focusing on helping people in a lot of other ways. It sounds like there's not much to add to that. Inevitably, due to the fact that I've been working basically half a program, the obsession to drink has returned with a vengeance. And you really can't concentrate on anything. I just feel for you. That is just horrendous. Um, over the last month or so, I've gotten more consistent with steps 10 and 11. I've realized I need some advice about how to proceed. I would go and start trying to find people to sponsor in the hopes of getting out of self. But I don't think I have much to offer. I disagree with that. You know, Bill, we're here right now because Bill Wilson wanted to drink and went to help somebody. That's why we're here. <laughs> 
He was in the Mayflower Hotel. He wanted a drink. And if Bill had said these things to himself, we wouldn't be here. Or who knows where it would be. I mean, Bill was about to drink when he met Dr. Bob. The insanity of alcohol had returned and Bill wanted to drink. And he found somebody to help. Can you imagine if Bill went to Bob and was like, I'm a fraud, I shouldn't be helping you. I'm really having a hard time with my faith in God. Just a minute ago, I was like, tempted to drink, say fuck it. I really understand everything in this email so much, my God. I don't want to go out sponsoring people because I feel like a fraud. And I constantly want to drink and I'm basically an atheist. Part of me thinks this is a step three problem. I happen to agree. I. When I. Had the obsession to drink return with a vengeance. It was a step three problem. It was all a step three problem. And when I, I revisited step three, I did a really quick inventory because I had a lot of resentments again that I didn't think I had. I mean, they came up, they piled up quickly for me for a long time. I mean, they still can, but they used to pile up very quickly. I'll do an inventory, and then like a month later, I probably needed to do another one because I was starting to just stack them up. It took me quite a while. had a lot of resentments. People annoyed the shit out of me. And I read to somebody, and then I, I, you know, we read it in meetings, you know. Ask me in the morning meditation what you do each day for the man who's still sick. The answers will come your own house is in order and I was taught that if you just work a good program just just you just you just concentrate on demonstrating as best you can right now with what you have right now and God will people will show up in your path that you can help the answers will come If you want to write me back, we can talk about these things more. I hope this helped somehow. I really do. Right now, I'm just actually just sitting here kind of praying for you. Not kind of, I am. Sitting here with my eyes closed, praying for you. I just know that pain and I promise 
there is a way out. All right. Everything's okay. Fame needs to hear it. All right. If you want to write to me, write sarcasticbigbook at gmail. Or send me a message on my Instagram, sarcastic.aa.book. Check out the books if you want to. Go to Amazon. Sarcastic Big Books, Sarcastic Daily Meditations. Let's close the day out with something fun. What do you say? I am uh, <clears throat> going to be out of town this weekend doing a lot of modeling, so. I'm going to be laying Oceanside with some cucumbers on my eyes. Dumb. Okay. <laughs> In Sarcastic Daily Meditations, today's reading is, you were probably saved from the throes of addiction so you could be number one at every single thing you touch. February 17th, in more sarcastic daily meditations, my personal favorite. When you read the steps, when you read about the steps, a lot of it says, do this next week. All right. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day or night. And I really do appreciate you tuning in. It means a lot. Share it with your friends. Leave a review if this is helping you. And I do not know why my life was saved, but I am going to go try to live a life that is worth saving. And I hope you'll do the same.